0: Welcome to the VIP Ignite Live podcast, brought to you by Alicia Kback, author of Finding Fame, with our VIP industry experts, Carolyn Dixon and Kennedy Cyber. The VIP Ignite Live podcast, where we open the universe to models, actors, and musicians. It's not what you know, but who you know. Hi, guys. Um, this is Carolyn here at VIP Ignite, and I'm here today again with our CEO and founder, Alicia Kavak. What's Hi. up? Hi. Oh, my What's God. On? You sound so dead. How are you doing today? I'm good.
1: What's today? Wednesday? Yeah. We had a big open call webinar last night. We had talent on from all over the world, so it takes a lot out of you.
0: Oh, yeah. I believe yeah.
1: That. A lot of questions, a lot of answers. Um, are those fun? Do you enjoy doing them? Yeah, you know what, it's weird, because when we first opened 10 years ago, everybody would fly into our office, and, you know, we'd have so many people complain that they had to pay for airfare and hotel and, you know, coming out here, you know, for callbacks, Um, but now what's kind of cool is due to technology, we're able to do it, um, literally, I can do my webinars now from anywhere in the world, and Last night we had people on the line from. And you have
0: done them from all over. You've yeah, done I them have from like airports.
1: I've done from, them from wherever I need to do them, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, so now people can save money, time, and uh, anguish from having to come out to one of the offices to come out and meet with us. So it's kind of cool. I had people on my call last night from Minnesota. I even had somebody on the line from Kuwait, oh, which that's is kind of crazy. That's cool. Um, dangerous and crazy yeah, all at the same was time. Say, they yeah, I they're they're trying to get out. They're they're yeah um we've had people on the line from um Poland we've had people on the phone from Rome um even from like Wichita Kansas so it's kind of cool that's um fun. yeah so that that was fun and so you've been you've been auditioning, a lot.
0: you've been auditioning talent for like 10 years now right? yeah it's a long time 10 years connecting people with top people in the industry like making that that difference but I mean obviously they have to get through you they have to get through the gatekeeper or me or Debbie like they, like I've been auditioning people for two years now like that's it's I mean, you, we kind of go through the same sort of process with everybody. I know it's it's a little different now that we get to see people online and talk to people from all over the world, but the questions we ask it still don't tell. really change. Yeah. I mean, people think
1: that just because they're attractive that they're going to get in. And for us, it's kind of like a first date, you know, right away. I mean, even like our talent, even if they're on the, the interview with us, um, being that everybody goes through an online webinar Um, You know, everybody's on mute. We sometimes can get 300, 400 people from all over the world at the same time. And they always get so offended that everybody's on mute. Well, it's an open call, like you're listening. And then at the end, they're able to fill out this thing called a talent roadmap, kind of telling us like a doctor's office, you know, what are their ailments? What are they trying to fix? What are they trying to, you know, um, achieve? What's holding them back from success? Um, you know, if they have any training or pictures, I don't really care. I'm looking for, and you could tell just even from their words, whether or not you feel that they're going to be a good candidate, but of course, everybody's entitled to an interview. Um, sometimes our interviews last two hours. Sometimes they last two minutes. Yeah. And I would say I'm sad about that, but when you're in the business and your job is to pre-screen, like, you know, it's like a first date. You just know. And some people again are incredibly attractive and they have no personalities. Others feel entitled, which we spoke about the other day. Entitlement, dirty word. Oh, yeah.
0: um, I mean honestly, like but
1: regardless of training, like
0: you yeah, know. these these podcasts that we're doing, I mean, it's all like a progression. Like yesterday when we were talking about like what um what it, it, it takes to kind of get into this industry and like what the bad habits are that people like the big mistakes that they make, this is this is now today. It's kind of like what, what what are they going to ask? Say you, you don't make those mistakes and you get the chance to get in front of people and you get in front of the right person, like a, a, a big agency. I don't know any other way to get into the industry. I mean, think about
1: how many people go, you know, I deal with people that are graduates of Yale or Berkeley or Juilliard and they spent $200,000 on their education. Yeah. Then you have somebody fresh off the boat, you know, or coming to LA or going to New York and they think that they're going to be famous without investing time. Resources, You know, they have no training at all. And they're literally throwing spaghetti up, up against the wall. And they don't understand that agencies, management companies, even with what we do, as far as a networking company, like, just because you have money doesn't mean you're accepted. Like, we're not Apple. You know yeah, I
0: mean? otherwise we'd be like, go yeah. online and buy a ticket to the networking conference. No, the only reason these events work, the only reason people, the, our guest speakers show up is because they know that everyone, everyone they're going to meet with has been pre-screened by yeah, us. Yeah, pre-screened. Been, exactly. Everyone's been, comes like recommended by us because they went through the interview process. That's why, that's why it <coughs> works this way. That's why people keep coming back, why we get guest speakers that want to come back. Like yeah. Michael Boudry, when can I do? When, um, <coughs> Sorry, okay. I'm just joking. Oh, my God. Yeah. But Michael Boudry being like, when can I come back? When is the next? Like, and I'll, I'll, I love I'll the keep fact coming that back to every event you'll let me go. Yeah, and I love the fact that like when you have somebody
1: like Mike who casts for major music videos like The Weeknd and Suicide Squad and, you know, working with Beaver and, yeah. you know, oh Rolling Stones and... And he's like, I don't do these. Like, I do these because they're you. Not to sound like arrogant, but like he knows that like what we're doing as far as translucency, it's all about networking. It's about getting like if you're gonna ask real questions, what better way to get the answers than somebody legitimate? What are you gonna turn to like Google yeah, and, and I mean, read from he... people that are just trying to sell you crap? Like learn from somebody actually doing. Yeah. Um, and that's the most important thing, and that's what that's why I enjoy what we do.
0: Yeah, and because um, um, we're and, able to offer that, and even the guest speakers know that the networking never ends. I mean, Michael Boudry was specifically hitting you up for a casting that he had for, you know, a, um, what was the, what was the casting for? Don't say like specifics. It was a a
1: PSA for, it was um, a commercial and he had met a friend of mine um, from high school musical at the event. Yeah. Monique Coleman. Um, And he wanted other celebrities in LA and, you know, it's all who, you know, I mean, So, you know, when when somebody on that type of level who works with like Kristen Stewart and Justin Bieber and all these amazing people on the weekend, when somebody like that reaches out going, hey, I know you know so many people, you know, this is kind of what I have in mind, you know, let me know yeah if I'm like, like holy he's crap did you just email me at like one o'clock in the morning and that's so cool
0: yeah. and he's no stranger to, to PSAs I mean he yeah. did a PSA with uh with Joss Whedon and if you guys don't know who that oh is oh my god I mean, that's your he, like goal oh stop I, I love Joss Whedon I mean he directed the Avengers but that's yeah. like what he's doing like now I mean Huge. back in the day it was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. Firefly, yeah. Angel yeah. oh my god I grew up on those shows Joss Whedon is like Idol, top of the top kind of deal. Yeah, he's pretty big. He's pretty. Yeah,
1: he's pretty. Big. He's pretty awesome. And the fact that Mike Boudry loves our events and he takes time. Like, do you know the last event he literally was casting nonstop and he didn't just come out to the event and just sit there, you know, playing on his cell phone the whole time. He was so like attentive. He yeah. gave out his cell phone number, his email address, and then not only that. But the day before that for the Inner Circle, he literally did step-by-step step what casting directors look for in agents.
0: Exactly. He, and that's why he, I, I mean, love this
1: podcast today.
0: Exactly, yeah. And and today, that's that's all we're going into, like what, what it's like when you're being interviewed by an agent. And this is not even just an agent. Like casting directors are the same way. What kind of questions do they ask? And um, there, there really are. There, there's five big questions. It's tell us about yourself. That's not a question, but that's, that's what and it you is. You can't be arrogant. No, like, you really can't. You absolutely can't.
1: It's. You know, I have a fan page. No, no, no. Like, <sighs> oh my God. Tell me about yourself. Like, literally, it should be like you're standing in front of a room, and like describing you. Like, I, I don't think people can even describe themselves, which is why they turn off other people.
0: Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. How would you
1: describe yourself, Carolyn? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I. I feel like we should like get a bottle of wine
0: and like describe
1: yourself, Carolyn.
0: Yeah, no, I I went to school for theater. Um, I work here, obviously, which is great. Vice president of event services. I get to interview amazing people like Mark Christopher Lawrence. He was mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, he's from the hit show Chuck, which yeah. I loved. Yes, yeah. um, he's great. Um, I got to help uh, Alan Zweibel with his presentation, so that Head was for Saturday Night Live. for yeah. your
1: enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's These are all facts, for, It's not even like you're bragging. Like yeah, when people no. ask you what do you do, you're like, and people are complaining and moaning about their work. And I mean, I know that things get crazy here, but like, mm-hmm. I honestly sometimes don't even know what to tell people. Like people say, "What do you do?"
0: Yeah. I know that we
1: have a mission statement.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, and I mean, and that's just like p- things I've done through you Because people are always guys. intrigued. That's just things I've done through you guys. I mean, I also, like, I produce um, a burlesque show in the city. It's actually, like, the top show in the city uh, on Bouteille. Really great. If you guys are over in the Philly area, I can hook you up with uh, some tickets or something. You can come out and have a good time if you're into burlesque. Um... I also work for the uh, number one dinner detective agency in the company AMA in the world. And uh, hey, I can't even talk. Dinner detective agency in the U.S. Um, they're like a murder mystery theater company. It's really really fun. Um, called the dinner detective. Uh, they do really great shows. I also work for the Asian Arts Initiative in the city. Um, you know, it's I, I kind of a master of many hats, kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Plus the number one thing I always talk to. Um, Guest speakers about that. They're always like, what are you, what? I'm certified in sword play.
1: Of course you are. Oh my gosh. Of course <laughs> best, you are. Best,
0: best course at Temple sword play. Sword play. Gosh, 8 a.m. Let's get up and, and, you know, hit each other's swords. Anyway, so that would be like sort of a little bit of my tell you, tell, tell you about yourself kind of section. But I mean, the things that, the, that, that blends into some of these other questions, which is like, what are, what have you done? What are you working on now? what are your goals, and why did you want to get into this business? Those are all good questions, those are all really important, and they're all what you're going to hear every time you walk into an audition, every time you walk into a casting, and I mean, that's it, that's, these are the top You ever see the show
1: Nip Tuck back in the day with the plastic surgeons?
0: No. Every single time,
1: two hot doctors, it was on FX, it was like one of the best shows on TV, but they're celebrity plastics are like extremely high, high, high end. And every single time they'd have new clients coming in, every episode would be, what don't you like about yourself? Um, so I feel like even if you had new talent, like brand thinking new, I want to be an actor, I want to be a musician, I want to be a model. Like you should know why you're trying to get into the business, not just I want to be famous and be a role model. If I get that one more time, I think people really love Tyra Banks. I mean, obviously everybody loved Top Model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people really want to be spokespeople, but it's almost like, like being a motivational speaker, you have to earn that right. You can't just want to be a role model. Like you can go do, you know, go work with your church, go work in a soup kitchen, go work with, you know, domestic violence, you know, abuse victims, whatever. But if you're really trying to be a role model and show business, like that doesn't even, I keep getting these roadmaps of people that have no experience, but they want to be role models. And I don't, understand that I don't, yeah I don't like, I don't understand, I that still either. understand
0: um and then okay so we we went over like what the five questions are we're going to kind of dive into it in a little bit of detail obviously we talked about tell us about yourself this that question is the most important because it I know when you get asked that question you can kind of feel like you're a deer in the headline headlights put on the spot like Allie just put me on the spot thankfully I had a couple things to talk about you know because I know who I am and like what kind of background I have but you really want to make sure you you have that going in. I always tell people think of like five interesting facts about yourself and have that walking in because then you're not you know caught unprepared, caught unawares of you know what what you want to do, like what 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 um who you are. Pretty much, this should be an easy question. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, you should not be who are it, any yeah. of us. Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Who are you? <laughs> um, and it's funny. Some of these questions are really great. And we hear the guest speakers that come to our events talk about them all in, over and over and over again. Um, what have you done? What have you done? Like, they want you to tell them about your experiences and not not even just, like, list what you've done, but what level are you on? Are the jobs that you're telling them about, <laughs> are they paid? Um, I like are, it when people ask
1: you what is your greatest achievement and people talk about, like, I had one guy who said, finding Jesus. Oh. And another one saying, um, my children, like, I think they're asking for like,
0: I mean, my children is nice. If, if I mean, nice. life experience is good. And you know, obviously Jesus, you know, they... have faith, I guess, but, um, that's really not what they're trying to, to get out of you there. They want to know, <laughs> they they want to know what, what, what level you're on with your experience. Like, are you doing student productions or indie films or are you working on major mission pictures? Like, and, and that goes into, like, who are you working with? who Like, these names, who are they? Are you, do you have A-listers, B-listers, like, people who know you? Work, like, are you working with those
1: people or are you working with? I think a lot of people, not to kind of change the subject, but to change the subject. I think uh-huh. a lot of people sharpen their crayons and they never really put them to paper. We have some talent that think that they're on the right path to success. And they're literally just doing student films and indie films and web series that nobody's ever going to see.
0: Well, that's only good if you're building that to something. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't do that and that you shouldn't, you know, get that experience, but you definitely need to put yourself out there more. Um, But nothing's
1: going to change. If the people you're working with are struggling, which is why they're all doing indie films, like they're good to build a reel, but that has to lead you to something bigger and better. You can't just think because you're busy that you're on the right path. Yeah. That's, and
0: that's another, that's another thing they want to know. They want to know what, what you're working on now. Is it the same stuff? Are you getting, like, are you building up the ladder, kind of? They want to know if you're going out for a, a Broadway production. Like, is this? are you green? Is this the first time you're doing something? What does that resume look like? And are you staying active right now? Or was your last show and 10 years You ago? know what?
1: I find it funny because we had somebody that we were just discussing about in the office who's 37 years old. She's not a high fashion model by any means. And she wants to be a successful commercial print-like catalog model, but yet everything we've ever submitted her to, she turns it down, whether they're hair shows, even being like an extra on a TV show. Like, dude, if you are 37 and you're not high fashion and you're not five foot 10 size zero and you're a normal everyday type of person, and yeah, you're cute, but you're not, oh my gosh, amazing looking. Well, then you should be doing TV. You should be doing hair shows. You should be doing anything you can to build up that resume because at the end of the day, if you want to be, a, like, a catalog model or a commercial print model and, like, you've been trying to do this for five years and you have nothing, nothing on your resume, you're a fool for turning mm-hmm. down life experiences. Sorry. And,
0: I mean, that's – How to call that person out. That's, that's like, a thing from our show yesterday Oops. with a bad attitude. With That's one of bad the things attitude. people make, having a bad, bad attitude, attitude. Thinking you're above something. Yeah, who, who are you? When you're brand new
1: to the industry. Um, do, do you have any idea how many successful <laughs> people in this world – Started off as an extra, non-union. Yeah. Like, you got to work your I mean, way up, dude. I,
0: I want to do a show on that. Maybe we'll do a show on that in a couple of days. I'll talk about, like... Why don't you
1: get Jesse Hyman on, World's Greatest Extra? I should. And then he ended up doing that big... Guys, um, let us know. commercial with Bar Raffaelli that was trending on the GoDaddy commercial. And then because of that, he got to host... Um, the red carpet on the Jay Leno show. I yeah. mean,
0: you did you did a podcast interview with him, yeah. Before. And he also
1: came out to the event. Yeah, Jesse Hyman, world's greatest extra, and they're doing a huge documentary on it. And people like when they see him, they're like, "Oh my god, I dude, know him." A, yeah,
0: that's like he's geek been from, in everything. Yeah. that's like geek from. And Glee. He's not that's getting yeah, he's not getting admitted because he's
1: going to be the next like Ryan Gosling or you know the you know Vampire Diaries spinoff. He's not like a Paul Wesley or Ian. But he's. He's recognizable. Sometimes, like, your quirks and things that, you know, people may be like, oh, my gosh, that kid's so weird. Yeah, he's so weird, which is
0: why you remember him. Yeah, it's a character. Yeah, actor. you have to find your niche, and I feel like so many people don't. Yeah, guys, if you want us to get Jesse Hyman in, um, let's say, for, like, a Facebook Live where we yeah, can see him, him and everything. Yeah, right now. In. Yeah, text him. text him. Do you guys want to do that? Maybe we can get him in, like, next week or the week after World's or something. World's
1: greatest extra. Depending on
0: what his schedule is He's affects. been in he's Spider-Man,
1: Social Network the OC. Oh my gosh. Uh, old school. He's been in everything. And this kid like literally just, he gets, never would because know. he looks like the way he does. I and mean, he's, he's so funny. professional. And
0: that, like, honestly, that goes back to yesterday with, with what, like what you're doing wrong. He's probably makes none of those mistakes. I'm sure he's very he's a professional. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm Which sure is he why he keeps booking you. work. Yeah, of course, of course. And that's why that you're never going to keep booking work if you don't, if you, have those habits those bad habits uh so another another question that you're going to get asked is what are your goals what are your goals that's something we ask all the time world domination where do you see yourself in five years where what
1: um i like it when people have no experience and yet they want to win an oscar and it could happen but if you keep turning down work it's 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 never going to happen and wish oh. upon a star and catch it.
0: Okay. Whatever. Catch it in your pocket. Yeah. That thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what? What are your goals? They really want to know. Are you trying to be on Broadway? Are you? You're getting in a car. Case. Where are we going? Exactly. If you don't know the
1: answer, it doesn't matter how good your headshots are. It doesn't matter if you have experience. You've got to have an end goal. Like you can't, you've got to work towards something. Yeah,
0: what's your direction? What's your path? Do they you don't see know. it or don't you? They don't know. Yeah, if you don't Most know, don't know. You're, I, I can't see I can't anyone reaching that point where they get to sit in front of an agent and they don't know what they're doing. Nope. No way. There's no way. They wouldn't even get, get to do our thing. Exactly. Well, they can I'm, go
1: pay for Explore Talent. They'll take their credit card and put themselves up on a website, but they're never going to sit down with legitimate people on that type of level unless they have goals.
0: Of course, of course. And then the, the um, other question I have on here is like, why do you, why do you want to get into this business? What, what is it? What's your passion? What is it that, that makes you do this? And that's something our guest speakers hit on a lot. Really. I mean, the biggest one I can think of is Paul Fisher agent for, you know, Naomi Campbell can't get any bigger. When, manager. Yeah. Manager for, yeah. for Naomi Campbell. When um, you can't get any bigger when you're thinking about the the modeling industry, he, said before our event like what we were like oh well what are you going to talk about today we were interviewing him for a little tiny mini facebook live you can check it out on on the, the facebook page but he talked about what i'm going to say today is what's your why find your why why are you getting into this because listen if you are not passionate about this don't do it because you're going to hear rejection over and over and over and over again, and it is not worth it. And if you're only looking, let's say like goal-wise, this is this harkens back to a goal. If you're only looking to make even five thousand dollars a week, to, you know a thousand dollars a week, he he sets his goals high. His girls are making a lot of money. So say you're only you're only looking to make five thousand dollars a week, don't do it. That's not worth getting doors slammed in your face over and, over and over and over and over and over again. You're gonna be hurting yourself. You're that's not worth it. You have to be looking to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. That has to be your goal. I mean, obviously, you're going to build up to that, and you have to know the steps to make it there. But you have to know that this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And Paul Fisher is honestly like one of the most inspiring people. He's so blunt. If you ever, yeah, he is so blunt.
1: (laughs) I thought I was blunt until I met Paul Fisher. But then, but then, you know, these are like, in order for for like even a company like mine to work with Paul Fisher. Being that he secured over a hundred million dollars in contracts with Chanel and Victoria's Secret and some of the guests and you know, some of the biggest think about like how I had to not it sounds creepy when I say this, but sell myself on why Paul should even affiliate himself with our brand. You know, what are my goals? What you know, tell me about my background and yeah, I have websites and did you he know, do like an yeah. Interview to you? Yeah, of oh, course that's he did. Fun. Talk about stressful, Paul Fisher. of course, he wants he wants
0: to know he's associating himself with the right person. Yeah,
1: I sent him over um, my article um, where they mentioned me in Forbes and Huffington Post and Entrepreneur. It helped, but he still, at the end of the day, wanted to make sure I was a real person. That you know, because one thing I don't think people understand is when you have somebody on an extremely high level like Dan Loria, who's a friend of ours from Wonder Years, or um, you know, Sigourney Weaver, anybody that's ever you know um, done anything you know, they want to make sure that you're legitimate yourself before they affiliate, because my brand is their brand. Of course. And vice versa.
0: Of course. And, and that's, that's why something you? that we
1: really have to protect ourselves with of when course. you guys come on the webinars and you don't even know why you're trying to get into show business. Your parents don't want you to do it. Your husband, your wife, your priest, you got no finances to show up to set. And yet you're going to keep turning down work and that, and then like, you're just like rude. Like, Debbie was just doing an interview like five minutes ago with somebody that wanted to be an actor. And um, you know, she, she's like in her late forties. And so Debbie asked her, do you even know what a monologue is? And she hung up. Like if you're trying, if you're telling everybody you're trying to be a chef and somebody asks you, okay, great. You know which cooking method do you prefer, skillet or a fryer? And, and somebody says, "What? Like, how do you
0: not know that answer?" Like, what? What are the? How do you make these sauces? And I can't. they're like, "What? I don't know, I know can't. what you're talking about. What is a bouillabaisse? What?" And, and it's like, okay to be new. It's totally okay to be new, but people are just silly. No, and that's true. And honestly, like, we could not make this up. The fact that. Uh Debbie has somebody come in to see her come in to do an audition and an interview to get involved and make it to that next step to sit down with these people. It's, it's insulting to the people that actually do get through. It's insulting to think that like, they, I, I I don't, I don't even know. It's why would you come to, to do an interview or an audition and not know what a monologue is? How does that even happen? I no idea. You know what? I think, for our next video tomorrow, our next podcast tomorrow, guys, what we're going to be talking about is what you need to have prepared for an audition. What, yeah. what do you need to prepare? Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be the, the top one is going to be having these questions and knowing the answers and then we'll go on. From and next. you know, what's funny when,
1: when Michael, when Mike Boudreau did the inner circle and he went from like walking into an audition Did you know when you walk in, you're not supposed to say hello and shake everybody's hands? Yeah, we talked about this before. And so many people do that because they think, oh, it's like a car sale or, you know, like you're a realtor. Like, you don't walk in and you don't introduce yourself and shake their hands and make small talk. You go in, you state your name, and you start. Like, that is it. Because if you had to shake hands with a thousand people, especially, like, in New York City, ew.
0: Yeah. And that's that's called slating. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: you go in, you slate, you say, you know, Carolyn Dixon, um... To, uh, bah, bah, oh my gosh ah blanche dubois streetcar named desire that's it like i'm i'm gonna be reading blanche dubois from streetcar named desire and that's it you just go you just go you just go
1: you just go But <laughs> well,
0: i thought that was interesting tennessee williams tennessee williams that play was so good hmm. um okay so i do have one bonus question on here and that's what can you show me
1: Do you have a portfolio? If I get one more Snapchat, I swear I'm going to scream. No puppy faces, no like fake flower crowns. I got more of those today.
0: You did? Yeah, it's
1: not a portfolio, dude. Or like people in like their 20s sending me high school portraits.
0: No, Not, no. And you, that's been 10 years. Get some, get some stuff mm-hmm. together. Okay. So <laughs> that bonus question of, of what can you show me? This is, they want to see that portfolio. They want to see like what you can do. They want to, they want to know what um, you have for your headshot. And do you have a resume? Do you have a real put together? These are real things that you need to think about that you need to have. Real, real things. Oh, do you have a real? There's something that um, stuck with me that one one acting teacher always said. And he said that the casting directors and I, I'm not trying to be insulting to Michael Boudreaux because I do think he's an exception, but he said casting directors really have no imagination because they want to go in and see you in the role that they already have. And it's a little different depending on whether you're talking about New York or LA. Mm-hmm. But like LA, especially. They want to see you, they want to look at your portfolio and see a look that looks exactly like the girl that they're casting. They don't want to see you submitting photos that make you look edgy for, you know, the sweet, young, ingenue, like, little little girl and I think role. that's the problem. I think that so many
1: people just want, like, sexy, sexy photos. Yeah. And then, like... That's not what the casting directors want.
0: Exactly. If you're doing, if you're getting. Like we'll do photos here and Mm -hmm. like we'll have
1: a friend that will do makeup. He's the former art director of Vogue. And people were like, I don't really like my photos, but those are the photos that book you the most work because you look natural. Like when I personally do makeup, I'm always wearing lots of mascara, lots of eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. I usually like the darker lipsticks, but like even on my own website, I, the the girl put so much makeup and like caked on concealer and did the contouring and the highlighting and you know, all the shades of, I guess, like browns. I don't know, natural, um, tones. natural tones. But it actually, I had more makeup on than normal. But that's like they want to be natural, you, yeah. yeah. So don't come in with like the cabaret Kim Kardashian eyelashes and you know, the contour, sexy like crazy. lips, and you know, yeah, that Kardashian contour, type it's not going to be
0: good no it's not and you have to have contrasting looks you have to be able to show them exactly what they're looking for you can't come into an audition looking like you just rolled out of bed if you're if you're you're trying to represent like a if the casting is for let's say like a business professional you don't want to walk in looking like you just rolled off your couch and you're wearing like a sweatshirt and um sweatpants from two days ago exactly it's gross it's gross number one that's what I'm wearing today that is not what you're wearing. I'll what tell you is, that right now. That is not what she's wearing today. She's I'm wearing totally a wearing it. cute dress. Come on. It's
1: like summer here now. It
0: is. It went from like winter here, like literally like a couple of weeks
1: ago, it was snor- snoring. It was <laughs> snowing in like New York City. And now it's like 80. It's crazy.
0: I can't wait. Guys, uh, just so you know, my birthday's this weekend. I'm going to the Poconos. I'm going to go zip lining and rock climbing and fun, fun things. Or at I least you I'll have this. a direction. Oh geez, I do. I have a, I have a direction. My direction is up the mountains. That's the direction,
1: and then down the zipline, and then down, down the zipline. Yeah, you should do a Facebook live while on a zipline. I would like to see that.
0: Well, we did the Facebook live when I was doing the indoor skydiving. So that's I'd, true. I've already set myself up. My that's my, true. My brand is changing. My online brand. I'll never is forget. Changing. Like we were
1: at Universal Studios Hollywood. We had a big event, um, just in what March? Like let's just last yeah. month. And last um, month. you asked do I want to go out to dinner and I was so tired because we had the event that day I'm like no I'm just going to order room service and I really just wanted to like Netflix and just like stay in just chill and I remember I'm looking at these pictures and videos of you on Facebook and you're like literally like indoor skydiving
0: I was yeah Mike, you know we we went out to dinner it was um mike and um mike and i and ashley and then megan came one of our talent she's in her circle now yeah i know i'm so proud of her congratulations yeah. she's been megan. busy working she has we're gonna have to get her on soon again um but we went out and and we just saw this and they were they were going up in the in the uh in the oh, was city. it universal no yeah that was on city walk right okay. outside of Universal. And it was so much fun. We just saw the skydiver instructor person going around. He was flipping, doing all these crazy flips and bumps and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. That looks like so much fun. Did you eat before or after? Uh, after, thankfully thankfully that would have um, been a whole nother video oh geez no that would have been something that goes viral and ends up on youtube girls girl girl throws up on herself with the anti-gravity stuff because they have those fans that would have just gone everywhere gross
1: It well, sounds so fun i would like to do that it
0: was it was really fun and megan kane was a great person to go with because i mean megan kane for those of you that don't know we talked about her a little bit it's been a while since we talked about megan but she's she's <laughs> on a mission to mars for literally real. Literally she's on the like the Literally. waiting list for, for people to go to Mars, but she's on the short list for it. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's kinda cool. That's so cool to do that. All right guys, well that's all that's all we have time for today and we will see you tomorrow when we talk about how to prepare for your audition. See you next time. Bye. You are listening to the VIP Ignite Live podcast with our VIP industry experts, Carolyn Dixon and Kennedy Seibert. The VIP Ignite Live podcast was brought to you by Alicia Kayback, author of Finding Fame. To learn more about becoming an actor, model, or musician with VIP Ignite Live, please visit VIPignitelive.com. VIP Ignite Live. It's not what you know, but who you know.